SEA show. It's already Afghanistan, man, for March 9, 2022. How's it going, everybody? Oh, my goodness. I survived almost two years of not drinking. Yes, I think a episode a year ago, I said one year of not drinking. By the time you hear this, I'm two days away from two years of sobriety. And then, you know, it will become normal. I was at a company event last week. No COVID so far. Fantastic. Rapid test every day. Negative, negative, negative. Street continues. Um, you know, I, I feel fine. All that stuff. But the work has been busy and then it's been going whatever. Uh, and, you know, in the midst of all that, we still have a war going on. You know, that's why I was asking the AA this week because it's already Afghanistan, man. Look, I want to speak on this because I, I talked about it for maybe... Uh, yeah, you know what? At least last week. I th- oh, and then a couple episodes now. But then I think last week was really topical. It's like, hey, what would have happened by the time? <laughs> by the time, you know, th- th- it's a day-to-day change. But at the same time, it's not going as fast as Putin expected But um, in the war. But I'm saying, why is it already Afghanistan? And then I, I want to address that for a bit. First of all, uh, for those that are wondering, because I saw a couple posts from people I know said, hey, how come we don't care about the refugees that are South Asians like the, you know, Middle Eastern folks or others that are compared to the Ukrainians, you know? Is it because they're white? I go, well, you know what? Yeah, I kind of felt that in the beginning. <laughs> but I would also argue that it's not exactly the same war. Although I'm saying, is it Afghanistan? I'm saying that in a context for like, when Soviet went down 30, 40 years ago, they spent a lot of energy not only not following up on the space project and innovation continuously, but also, you know, whatever bin Laden before bin Laden became the bin Laden, you know, kind of helped, you know, waste Soviets' money and their resource to drain them out in the late 80s. You know what I mean? You know, and then some people are speculating, look, man, Ukraine's re- resisting harder than they expected, which I think from the very fucking beginning, if you listen to the war strategist or whatnot, they said, look, even with 130,000 troop members, which is not even at a full everybody get you know, all hands on deck, it's not going to be an easy victory just like swooping in, right? They said this from the fucking beginning, the war experts, the warmongers we have. So longer you drain and the longer these sanctions go, the impacts are going to be felt harder and harder. And yes, what I predicted exactly a few weeks ago is happening, which is number one, prices are going to soar even more. Rare metals such as palladium and nickel. Nickel is not exactly a rare metal. Prices are skyrocketing. And then, you know, oil prices are also going up because Russia, you know, provides a lot of the energy to Europe you know, with their natural gas. And Russia and Saudi Arabia has been at a war forever on the fucking gas price the last few years, you know, in the dying industry. So anyways, whatever I, I said is sort of happening. And then people are freaking the fuck out as if it's a Biden's fault or whatever your administration fault it is. So I'm just going like, chill the fuck out. I told you so. And this is going to be part of it, you know, with an armed conflict and whatnot which is utterly unnecessary and unneeded. And then I just go, whatever. There's no end, uh, uh, way out of this for Putin. Even if this war ends tomorrow, like, you think there's no consequences, repercussions of this? Look, even to a point where their own people are like, what the fuck is going on, you know? And then they're trying to suppress this shit, you know, with their state-owned media, 
fake news law that just passed a few days ago. So anything that remotely sounds like a realistic negative coverage of how Russian troop is doing is a fake news and you're subject to a fucking penalty or some kind of punishment. I go like, come on, man. Like, it ain't like fucking 30, 40 years ago either. You know, I'm going to talk about the government in a little bit, you know, with the main topic. But I just go like, this is awfully, like, out, like, I don't know what to say other than anachronism, anachronistic autocracy to the fucking finest at this point. If you can't follow that fucking word there, that should have been the AA probably, but not a, it. Anyways, coming back to the whole Afghanistan thing and then the people complaining Afghan refugees and situation. Look, this ain't the same fucking war. First of all, I, I like people keep comparing this to like a century ago, World War II when Poland got invaded. And also like, Hey, why is this any different from Soviet, you know, invading Afghanistan 30 years ago or even U.S. invading Afghanistan 20 years ago? And I'd be like, look, it's not the same. It's not the fucking same. First of all, Afghanistan was a, is really a country full of tribes without any established democracy whatsoever. Just after fucking George W. Bush went in with Iraq and all that, this, they decided to go into this nation building bullshit. And after 20 years, they realized that it ain't happening. Ukraine, on the other hand, after the Soviet collapse, for the last 30 fucking years, 30 years, am I right? 30, 31 years, were working towards some kind of democracy, despite whatever rampant corruption, pro-Russia, anti-Russia, all that orange revolution, all that motherfucking should happen. They were at least fucking voting. You know what I mean? And then they ended up getting so frustrated, they picked an entertainer, a comedian, to be their fucking president. A guy who played a president on a fucking TV show became a president and who's done a much better job, at least in the global eyes, than anyone expected. So you can't compare Afghanistan and Ukraine together. And as harsh as I might sound, at least they bring up a fucking fight with the weapons America and others have provided. Afghanistan, it wasn't going to work. You know? I remember distinctly, 2008, was it, when I was in the political science class back at U of M? There's one dude who's a veteran in the back of the class, because I sit in the back of the class, because of whatever, I'm a cool kid. Always said, that's all what's happening in Afghanistan. This this guy was kept, like, muttering. He's like, we're just shooting at rocks. He was over there, like, 05 to 07, before he came back to Ann Arbor in 08. This was evident. From the beginning of the fucking Afghanistan war. And then now they finally pulled out. And they're like oh my god. What the fuck. That was a terrible blah blah blah. I go. That, won't, that wasn't going to work. Afghanistan wasn't going to be a disaster. To begin with. Iraq to an extent also. Ukraine. At least people were working towards democracy. And there's some sort of democracy going. As a main source of government. For 30 fucking years. So there's a main difference right there. And it is unfortunate from the humanitarian side of it, like, they couldn't handle Afghanistan compared to Ukraine. At least fucking Afghanistan, like, there was a country and UNICEF and UN went in there and tried to do things. Now, it's not even a fucking country. They don't even recognize it. So, they're on their fucking own. Ukraine, they got UNICEF and all that going, NATO or not NATO, not EU, EU, blah. It's a different situation. So, I'll just say that straight up. So it is not the same, 
And yes, maybe we're and then more people are now seeing how the war is actually happening. You know, especially Americans. I gotta say, say to the other side, to the Americans, this is how the always the wars fucking went. You just never fucking saw what happened in Iraq, what happened in fucking Afghanistan, fucking kneeling down in some kind of fucking crime. You know, when you're fucking vain patriotism that George W. Bush was fucking selling you freedom and all that shit, not realizing, yeah, this kind of shit was going down in Afghanistan. This kind of shit was going down in Syria. This kind of shit was also going down in fucking Iraq. None of you motherfuckers just realized it. You know how many atrocities are fucking happening? So Americans are now opening up and looking at it all these days later. Thank you, TikTok. But like, you know, have some perspective on both sides and all sides. But then again, that's why it's an AA. AA is not married to a single acronym. It's all around. That's what AA is, right? So there is that. Now, you know, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time talking about Ukraine and all those situations. So we'll have that weekly, continuously. The other thing I got to say is um, by the time you hear this, uh, this is the election day in Korea, South Korea to be specific. Are you from the north or the south? Uh, from fucking west side, motherfucker. Um, you know. It, so it's an election day. And then previously I have not really paid attention to other presidential and other elections. So if you don't know, South Korea is a democracy. The North Korean, the Democratic People's Republic, DPRK, is a communist country. That said, I don't even know what communism is anymore because it doesn't exist. It never works, you know. And I, I really think there's an inherent problem that, hey, this political system is better than the other. And then it's like a perfect solution to any kind of corruption or in, innate human nature side of things. Uh, does that mean, BK, does that mean you're for authoritarians and autocrats? Maybe even theo- theocracy religions or something or you know what the fuck do you like i must say you know after watching what has happened in ukraine and f- actually following the elections close in korea and then seeing the sentiment of it which is oh my god america's the worst country in the world oh my god canada sucks oh my god like i'm just gonna move to canada oh my god i should just move to europe bitch please Every country that is democracy is having the same crisis that you're having everywhere, which is driven by populism, some kind of right-wing conspiracy nut shit. There's no clear definition of a conservative party anymore. And I've been saying that for fucking five years, six years now, since I started this thing. Same shit is happening in Italy, same shit in France, same shit in Austria, Australia, Canada, Brazil. UK, hell, you know, pick any country, Ukraine even. I just go like the, and then you just go. So what's the fucking, what's the fucking solution? Do you look at the fucking dictators or the authoritarians over there? I don't know, like Putin or China. That ain't communism. Get the fuck out of here. That ain't fucking like it's an oligarchy. And even then, like, is one person going to solve everything? No. One sh- I think Obama said this a few years ago. He's like, look, if you stay in the power too fucking long, you go fucking mad. I'm paraphrasing here. So you kind of have some delusion about yourself, and then you kind of lose your shit. That's what has happened to every fucking single, single-headed fucking mind people. 
Gaddafi. Fucking Erdogan even, you're looking at him right now. I just go like Turkey and they're, how they're handling their fucking interest rate. It's a fucking joke. What the fuck has happened to Putin? It ain't the same fucking Putin from even 10, 20 years ago. Xi Jinping at some point is going to have this crisis. This guy's going to stay in power forever like that? Are you fucking kidding me? You're just going to lose your shit. Even FDR, after the third term, about to run the fourth, people are like, dude, this guy's getting old. He's losing his goddamn mind. <laughs> now, one guy is not a solution either. Because you're looking at, you're not a god, you're a human being. You need some rotation of a fucking voice over here. And the best, to me, still is democracy. And I was amazed to see following the Korean election, which is like, oh my god, you gotta pick the one of the two less evils. So if you don't know, there are two candidates, because in Korea you cannot run for re-election after five years of a term, and like it's usually four years in other countries as a prime minister or president, right? Because Korea had its own sort of authoritarian dictator that was like not gonna get off the power, so they got rid of, okay, no more repeat term in this country. Five years, that's it. But, you know, this is the 20th election that South Korea has ever had. But I go like, you know what? People don't feel hopeful, you know, feel sad about it. But I just go, uh, the fact that I'm hearing the same sentiments about, I, we got to pick one of the two less evils, bro. Oh, where did I hear that before? I don't know, fucking Canada last year. Oh, I don't know, fucking America two years ago. Oh, I don't know, fucking United Kingdom in the snap election two years ago. I just go like, hey, Korea has come a long way. <laughs> it's in a state where it caught up on democracy with the rest of the fucking world, in my view. Uh, that said, the, com- the sentiment is sort of the same because the two main candidates are, one, the liberal, moderate liberal party by uh, that's currently in power, but, you know, they don't feel like They've done a good job. Korea, South Korea, believe it or not, has one of the lowest birth rates, 0.8% birth rate out of all the OECD countries. Basically, you know, well-off nations, right? 0.8%. I go like, wow, I didn't know it was that bad. And that's a fucking population cliff problem. And then you get the sentiment in like, hey, can't find jobs, especially younger people. It ain't like America. You know, even in America, they're having trouble with affordability crisis. And, you know, minimum wage. Uh, you know, you get into the same fucking wormhole about e- equity versus equality, you know? And then how do you create equal opportunities with competitive market advantages of capitalism, you know, which is inherent in the name of fucking freedom? Because, you know, and then these are the two candidates they got, the ruling power moderate liberal party, that seems to be preaching what Justin Trudeau in Canada preached and Joe Biden did. But then people aren't fucking convinced. It's like, it ain't good enough. The other option is a so-called populist conservative movement party. So I think Korea party name is People's Power. And I watched the fucking debate and shit. And this guy's absolute nut, not a nut job, but this is a numb nut. The Yoon over there. Who might actually win. Because what happens in democracy and people in general, people just like change of a cycle of change. So I just go like, I wouldn't be surprised if that party wins. And this guy is running on some platform that has absolutely no substance whatsoever and throwing words like, you know, familyism. Yes, that's a word of an English version of a Korean word they're coming up with. 
So he's trying to get rid of a department of, you know, equality for the that's usually for the females and all that stuff. And now Korea is coming into a reckoning with its its own Me Too moment, which is fully justified, given how the women have been treated, even compared to America or something, you know. And then he wants to just get rid of that department, get rid of any kind of like transgender, you know, LGBTQ plus topic for already monolithic fucking monoethnic, you know, heterosexual country we got. And then you go like, yo, the pro- we got to address the fucking birth rate problem by, you know, enabling feminism by getting rid of a feminism department or some shit. It's just fucking navel gazing, fucking gaslighting, fucking stroking egos of dudes. And on the other hand, the so-called liberal party is just trying to be moderate, but I go like, what's your fucking solution to address the problem? Like, Korea is not like America trying to print money. Like, the Korean currency, the world doesn't run on Korean currency, unlike the American dollars or the yen, Japanese yens, or even Canadian dollars. So you can't keep pumping money. So we'll see how the election goes. But I just go like, you know what? Country has come a long way. <laughs> and my conclusion that I'm coming to, coming around to is, it's still the people's voice of speaking up on it. And my observation is, every country is kind of the same. Everyone has the same kind of issue problem, which is inequity. And feeling of inequality being left behind. See, I said this last week. When you can just like choke an entire like nation like Russia based on the a few oligarchs that are like two, three handful, and that just straps the entire economy of the country, that's a fucking telling sign right there what's wrong with a fucking country and economy itself. Say you go reverse and try to sanction America. How would you go about doing it? Oh, I don't know. You you sanction a few American companies and say you don't let, run your cloud networks over here. Google, Amazon, Microsoft. Oh, and then we're going to say fuck you to your fucking phones and hand devices you sell through, say, Apple. And fuck your streaming service, Netflix. The amount of control these companies have. Oh, and the social media company. Don't, don't forget about those. Instagram and whatever. If you just strap those... And not to mention all the usual oil companies and all that the America has. You know, a little more diverse as America is, the income inequality problem, even the, you know, all these economic forums mentioned this, is that income inequality is the world's greatest threat. More than half of the world's wealth is owned by, you know, the top 1% of the whole fucking world. This problem is prevalent in every single country, Regardless, whatever government system you have, and what is the what is the best way to solve it? The autocrats and utter dictatorship and authoritarianism, or any kind of extreme as that, to me is not the answer. You gotta bring up the people. Unfortunately, the bad side of it, it is getting rewarded, such as populism and social media rewarding this dumbass shit. That's the right side of the populism that's happening. The left side, the other progressives, you know, even in like, you know, wherever, Jeremy Corbyn, the Bernie bros, even in Korea, the whatever, the progressives they have had, 
the only candidate that comes back for the third time in Korea. Look, the problem with the that side of the left side of the extremism is like you sound like a fucking authoritarian, and you freak the fuck out the old people going like we're not turning into Venezuela over here. That shit. You sound authoritative while it's it's a it's a fucking vicious cycle of like contradiction. At that point, on the other side, see, this is why like I go. Moderate is the fucking answer. People want balance. Like, look, Soviet Union failed on the theoretics of a fucking communism. Has that worked out? No. The whole nation fucking failed. It failed to innovate. It failed to capture on the innovation that it was competing against America for a short while. The inherent human nature kicked in. And said, fuck it, I'm going to win. That's what happens to the left side of it. I'm not saying all the Bernie Burroughs are communists, but like, just look at the spectrum of it. On the other hand, God, let's stick to the family values. God, we need to encourage like creating children through the family traditional values. And all that fucking nonsense. Whether it's Korea for Korean men, or white people of UK, Anglo-Saxons, excuse me, in Canada, and here in America. Look, you're, we're already globalized and way too connected. You ain't winning this shit. Like, the whole abortion debate is fucking stupid. And it is obviously a fucking population control for you people. It's a fucking plan they have laid out amongst the Republicans fucking sucking Reagan's dick since 1984. It's bullshit. And you gotta recognize that, dude, you had your fucking fun. (laughs) Which is why this whole, like, glamorizing, like, Putin is fucking dangerous. It's like, that is some sort of white idealism they still feel. Fuck, like, do, do you think that's going to survive? Look where, where that country ended up. Only very few people are like rising up. They haven't innovated anything. They're just stuck to the old ways and only the top 10 people will still own the fucking money and the fucking Chelsea Football Club or some shit. You can't hold on to it forever. So the answer between these two is really a fucking moderacy. And... Unfortunately, if you have 50% of the world's wealth controlled by the top 1%, half of the voice is not going to get heard, despite 99% supposedly having a voice. But you know what? The fact that half of the it's a half-half proposition here means there's a fighting chance. The only way to do that is not through having one authoritarian speaking up Against the top 1% that way, that is really like top 1% talking to another top 1%. It's a democracy. And like it or not, I kind of go, it might be, it to me, it's a human nature working itself. And then that's why I am keep going like, look, 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 empathy is the most important portion here. And in my view, following all the news, all the different kinds of elections, across all you know other continents as much as I can. It's the same fucking problem. 
the answer is very simple to me. But people won't get out of their bubble. People won't see things from that country. And then in Korea, they'll always point to America. The, the, the best country in the world that we model after. Like, why can't we be like Can- you know, Canada or U.S. or fucking Denmark? In America, you know, it's like, we're becoming Venezuela. Why don't we have cool, you know, cool manufacturing shit that China has? In the meantime, you know, everybody's envious of each other. Grass is always fucking greener. Not realizing we all have the same fucking problem here. An authoritarian ain't a fucking answer. That's why I want to say. And uh, good luck, Korea. I don't know what who you're going to vote for. And, you know, people love change for sake of change. That's how revolutions happen. That's why the elections always flip. That's why the midterm elections are fucking sh- shits and giggles in America. And it will be in the next, like, fucking 10 months. Or, yeah, 10 months or so. Anyways, I went way over time here. Thanks for listening. I hope I made sense, which is none of this fucking matters. Moderacy and democracy is the fucking answer in the world. And America, fortunately or unfortunately, is a shining example. Every other nation in the world either become envious of or try to model after. So thanks for listening. I hope I made sense. I hope the world isn't ending by the time we come back from this. So I can celebrate my two-year anniversary of the soberness and then you know what i might have an episode here and there talk about nonsensical other things like baseball because i got triggered the last couple days reading some of the posts and shit but you know what we'll get to that bridge when we get to that bridge how about that all right peace out have a great rest of the week and then uh remember to move the fucking clock up if you're in north america this is fucking stupid all right bye